rolling. We are. Okay, welcome to episode 76 of Reviews from the Crawl Space. That there. Oh, I'm Vicky. That's Vicky. <laughs> and I'm Douglas. I guess when you point your finger at me, that means. Yeah, because they can't see. It's, <laughs> it's for you. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they can't see, so they don't know. <laughs> I'm uh, so, I'm just so. It's so crazy that we're at episode 76 already. Yeah, we're actually two episodes away from being done, ha like exactly halfway through the entire thing. Um, from from then on, it'll be everything will be going. It'll be we'll be close to the end. Oh, the numbers will be shrinking. What are we gonna do? We'll, I'm find, sure we'll figure find something it out. else to review. Yeah, we have lots of other things to talk about we're, in the realm of the entertainment, music, movies, games. Maybe we'll go into our uh, we'll see out movies and stuff. So maybe we'll go into like. Uh, exploitation movies, reviewing exploitation movies, and some of the shit that we've ingested over the last while. Oh my god. Some good stuff. We're so always, many. We're always ingesting something. Yeah. And that's usually good. Yeah. Not always. Well, it's... not always. <laughs> you or, might or, think it's good. Or Mine, good I beg to differ. Oh, for sure. Like, okay. oh, like sorry, sidebar already, like Rolling Thunder. I don't know if you guys have seen Rolling Thunder out there. It's actually a really good, I think it's a really good exploitation flick, straight up revenge. Dude comes back from Nam. He's kind of fucked up. Wife leaves him, and then his wife and kid are killed like right away. Oh yeah, I kind of like that movie. Yeah, and it goes. It it's was, a, a it slow. Bad. It's a slow burn, especially the first beginning. But then when it gets going, considering when... some of the stuff you subject me to, it was it was not bad. <laughs> some of those titty flicks, the like the titty exploitation movies we've been watching. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ross Meyer, Ross Meyer kind of stuff. Similar, I'm... but isn't Sim the guy is... like he's he's Austrian? Yeah, Swedish, I thought. Swedish, yeah. Something, anyways. Tons of great stuff. Yeah. Lots of boobs. <laughs> Lots of boobs and bush. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody's got buckwheat in a leg lock. Like, oh my god, what is going on there? <laughs> That's the way it used to be, guys. That's the way it used to be. It was like full-grown, old-growth forest. Not like today where it's been... <laughs> nuked and scorched and clear cut down where it was like a mattress you could sleep comfortably on it <laughs> or, or depending what you spilled on like a shag carpet it just kind of collected everything <laughs> what right. so this is a music review show if you're wondering out there yeah. <laughs> we didn't go off into our usual medical uh, realm, yeah, but... medical stuff well no and i feel better too now that we got that last piece of shit episode out of the way with those piece of shit albums. It feels like, to me, this feels like our first real episode of the new year. Because the last one kind of hung around over the holidays. Yeah, yeah. And this... both of us really didn't want to do it because there wasn't... Because it was like... They're crappy albums. Yeah. Well, with the exception of one of them. Well, yeah, but I, we it, was just, it was just a slog, though. And But I feel like that now with this one and going forward, there's going to be a lot less slogging. I hope. <laughs> I, I One more... One more thing, <laughs> I just want to say before we get into this uh, is that uh, the the late, like seventy eight to eighty one or eighty two, really fucked up a lot of rock music. It really it was really crappy music. But we seem to have this really well, tiny narrow of selection of albums in this collection. A lot is just so it's fucking terrible. Wasn't there a big transition though from like new wave punk to? Yeah, it was a it was a bunch like, of kind of dead areas. Yeah, that's like two of the albums that we're doing today are kind of that. Yeah, punk was kind of dying. Like the old school punk was kind of dying out. You're getting into like you said this new new wave punk rock post punk 
stuff. It just, to me, it just sounds like rock anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah, you're kind of into that. So there's kind of... Except an, a little more manic. You know, fucking disco's dead. Like, there's a bunch of things that are just kind of dying, and there's looking for new... Yeah. new bands that come out of it and that's why we've talked about Van Halen because I think that first Van Halen album was what 78 so you're kind of seeing that there's a few things out there but there's still a lot of dead weight going on in rock and man there's a lot of it in this collection well there's one album in this uh, episode that I'm Particular. really glad that we found yeah um, which is uh, Manfred Band's Earth Band mm-hmm. it's called Nightingales and Bombers the other two albums are by the same um group the same group i guess yeah. same guy yeah uh his name is bran bram bram tchaikovsky 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 yeah um yeah the first one is pressure and the second one is strange man changed man and we're kind of reviewing them out of order but yeah because that's, that's the way they came out of the collection yeah, exactly because so. there's only two and I'll, maybe i should take a look at that from now on because there's only two that they've ever done and this is both of them, and we reviewed them out of order. So. Yeah. <laughs> so in the future, I might keep an eye on that and might actually, if there's a chronological issue like this, I'll just fix it and then we'll review them that way. But uh, Yeah, that's probably a good way. Okay, so what's the first uh Okay, first, the first, first one, yeah. Manfred Mann's Earth Band, Nightingales and Bombers. Um, Manfred Mann's Earth Band is an English rock band formed in 1971 by South African musician Manfred Mann. I didn't know he was South African. Yep. Um, they had a short hiatus in the late 80s, early 90s, but they continue to perform and tour today. The Earth Band combines the stylistic approach of progressive rock with man's jazz-influenced mood synth- synthesizer. And there's lots of really cool synthesizer music yeah. in this. Yeah. Nightingales and Bombers is their sixth album released in 1975. It took its title from a World War II naturalist's recording of a nightingale singing in a garden as warplanes flew overhead. Uh, The recording is included in the song, As Above, So Below. The recording was made, the recording of the birds, was made in 1942 by a sound engineer for BBC. Intending to capture the nightingale's song, he also, by accident, recorded the sound of RAF bombers on their way to attack Mannheim, Germany, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. It is. The producer of this album is Manfred Mann and the Earth Band. Okay. So the track listing on this album is "Spirits in the Night," which was written by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. And it's the only album or the only single off this album. Yes. Yeah. A song called "Countdown," "Time Is Right," and "Crossfade." Side two is Visionary Mountains, a song that's written, been written by Joan Armour Trading, who we've talked about on this, been on on the this show, show before, yeah. and her writing partner, Pam Nestor. Uh, a song called Quit Your Lowdown, written by Bob Dylan. Nightingales and Bombers, which I thought it was kind of odd that they put the... The sample. The sample into that other song rather than this one. I, yeah, that's all funny. Uh, the next song is Fat Nelly. Yeah. And as above, so below, which was recorded live. Although I really, I don't recall that either. No, I don't recall. It, it. Says it, the, it does say it on the album that it was live as well, and I don't recall it being that. It just sounded quality-wise, it just sounded like the rest of the album. Yeah, and I listened to it as I was doing my research, and because I wanted to hear yeah. that, well, of course, to hear that recording, and um, I didn't really think it was live either. Uh, the runtime on this album is 37 minutes and 57 seconds. Mm-hmm. Nice. A good good length uh, for this kind of stuff. 
For context, if you're a Manfred Mann fan, the before album of this was 1974, it was called The Good Earth, and after uh, was 1976, The Roaring Silence. Hmm, I like that title. I don't know, I can't yeah. remember if I've ever listened to the album, but I've like got The Roaring Silence for I sure. I like Roaring Silence. Yeah. Uh, I find it kind of interesting that, okay, first of all, people need to realize is that there's only like three songs on here with lyrics, and none of them are written by Manfred Mann. They're yeah. all, they're either Springsteen, jo uh, Joan Armitrading, which is fucking crazy that she's writing songs on like a Man for Man album. I never would have thought that, especially listening to her, her albums before, which is 80s pop bullshit. Well, I have to, this, I wonder if she was even had a, a solo career at this point. Probably not. So it's just, it, say it, this came out in the end it's now. interesting. So like I said, there's only three songs, I believe, with lyrics. I'm going to go click, click with the page rustling here. Yeah, three songs with lyrics and none of them. 75. And none of them were theirs. And then, like I said, it's other than that, it's an instrumental album, which is really fantastic because, you know, when it comes down to our uh, love of prog rock, hard hard rock, this has got it a little bit electronic. That It's got the keys in there, so it's kind of like you got an electronic uh, element to it. And a lot of it's based around jazz, like which is like a, a lot of this. This album, once again, is the foundation of a lot of the metal we listen to nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved this album. Mm -hmm. There's nothing about this album I did not like. Um, yeah, and it was pretty quick too. Like right away, it's like, ah, oh, goddamn, we had to just put it on. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty fucking good already. This is one I would listen to again, start to finish. Yeah, this is a whole album I wouldn't album just thing. cherry pick yeah. songs and put it on a playlist. No, and that's a, because like I'm talking to our friend uh, Lauren about uh, Lauren about this, and like because I quite often said in this, oh, this is what we're listening to now, and I just I got to a point where we're listening to it, and it's just I I ended up just telling him to listen to the album because it's like oh this song and this song, it's like yeah. just listing all the songs on the yeah. album, just yeah. go listen to it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's some very very cool shit for sure, and I because of that I didn't write down any specific songs. I just honestly. No. Well, whatever, go listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's it's all good. Yeah, and it's like and like good. I said, it's in that uh, hard rock prog genre of. Uh, we talked about it. This is like what would we identify? If someone asks us, this is classic rock. Like, define what classic rock is. This would be it. If this album, just put that on it. That's it right there. Yeah, and the funny part is, is that I've only known Manfred Mann for whatever his singles were on the radio. Like, yeah, you get blinded, blinded by, the, by the, light, the light, which is also Springsteen. Um, there was another one that I saw that I a song I actually love. That's yeah, another one of his. His, and I know, and you know what? I don't think he wrote. They wrote it either. I think it was another cover. But yeah, um, I only know him from the stuff that's on the radio, yeah. or was on the radio at the time, and. Um, Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I like I'm with you. I knew some man for man that way, but I can't believe that this is. And I love the I love the cover of the album too. We'll get to yeah, that that's in, cool. a, in a sec. It's pretty iconic. But I, I'm surprised I'd never listened to this before. I don't know why it never crossed my path. Like it's been in the collection forever. And, and quite often there's albums in there where I would have just like you know maybe tried. But yeah, this never came across. And everything in its own good time. I, I, I guess. So I've added a bunch to our playlist on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Which I keep meaning to share to our Instagram account, so people yeah, so people um, can check out some of the songs. You that can we're make it about. so that it's not private too, so people can follow it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll figure. I'll have to figure that yeah, out. Yeah. So. Um. Okay. So, uh, anything else you want to add? Nope. Okay. So, uh, like I said, Nightingales and Bombers, uh, Manfred Mann's Earth Band, Warner Brothers catalog. BS2877 Canada <coughs> oh, it was cracking there Canada <laughs> 1975 this is an original pressing um condition uh fair actually I have just for the cover it's it's a little bit a little bit beat up and, yeah, and faded 
it's a little fucked up oh, there. Yeah, there's a couple of it's spots pretty bad there. there. So I, that's what I said. It's yeah, it's fair. On uh, the sleeve, just just it's poor condition, just plain paper. It's been there forever by the looks of it. And the vinyl, surprisingly, is okay. No big scratches, lots of scuffs. It was kind of dirty. It, it cleaned up all right, uh, which leads me to there was besides some pops and hiss. It usually towards the beginning of it. Uh, actually, it sounded fucking great. I thought. Yeah. Uh, the sound mix, the sound feel, the the EQ, like, all of it was fantastic. I honestly was surprised at how wide the sound field was. Especially when he was on some of the keys. Like, it really filled up the room. You can really hear it bouncing around. And it sounded good. And lots of bass, which seems to be lacking in some of these fucking albums. I don't know why. So, very, very good they that one. They were allergic to it back in the 70s. Yeah, maybe they just didn't have it. It wasn't ex- invented yet. But... Uh, Nobody had the had the feel of range in their ears. To listen to this. <laughs> yeah, it was an evolutionary thing. Maybe, yeah, we've evol- we've evolutionized. <laughs> we evolution we've evolutionized. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's Vicky speak. Uh, so design by logo design and photography by Lillian Braun. So I have it written down as Lego, but it's not. It's logo. Logo. Uh, a graphic, graphic design house run by David Field. Uh, 22 credits to the design house's name. None of them have been on the show before. Uh, the Drifters, Uriah Heep, and Alex Harvey Band. Now, we have covered Alex Harvey Band, but just not this album. Have we not covered Uriah Heep as well? I don't recall. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one, but I, I went through the list, this okay. guy's, and like none of it matches. Yeah, it didn't so we, maybe we have, but not that one. Okay, yeah. Uh, and Lillian, uh, manager and photog with two visual credits to her name. Uh, this and Uriah Heep's uh, Uriah Heep Live. So yeah, that, that is it for me. What else? Got any more notes there you want to share? Uh, no, it's pretty much the same. We talked about excellent musicianship, sound oh, yeah. mixing, his voice. We talked about his voice when he cranks it out. Uh, oh, that's about it for me. Okay, so for Discog's information. Yeah. Um, hmm, 356 people have it. Oh, where is it? 15 for sale from $2.10. Yeah, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't a big price on these guys. Uh, $3, or 356 people have it, 49 want it. It gets 4.08 out of 5 with 38 ratings. Um, the resale value is 3 3.25, 3.25, <laughs> $3.25, <laughs> $5.01, and $10 in its best shape. Hmm. Okay, so what'd you what'd you give it? I gave it a four to five, four point five out of five. Oh, a four point five! Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's how much I liked it. Yeah, I really like it too. I gave it a four, but I also called it uh, a new classic. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Is it something like I said? I've got a bunch of songs in the playlist already, and we'll be listening to it. But it's definitely one that I would revisit, whether it's on Spotify or in vinyl. So yeah, for sure. Okay, well then, huh? Oh, it just dawned on me. That's probably why every time I turn on my Spotify on my phone, that it's downloading songs because you're downloading or you're adding new songs. Do you to follow? The or do you follow the list? Yes, I do. And you have it on download. I do. Then yes, that's why. <laughs> yeah, because I like to listen to that one sometimes when I go out. Yeah, for sure. Outside. Okay, so that's down. So next. All right. So the next two albums hey, are two. by a fellow called Bram. Tchaikovsky. 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 And his real name is Peter Brammel. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds lame. Um, okay, so Peter Brammel, a.k.a. Bram Tchaikovsky. 
is a British vocalist and guitarist. He was active from 78 to 81. Uh, this album was originally, or is called, The Russians Are Coming. Yeah, I'm glad you picked that up too, because it it's not, it's called Pressure for here. For the US, yeah. For yeah, North yeah. America, but you're right. And I actually found that, I, at first I was like, there's no fucking any information about it. But then, like right away, I think it was in passing on, on Wikipedia or something. I was like, oh, by the way, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, happens yeah. to be called something else. Well, and it was when I was looking at the discographies, I'm like, what the hell? There's no yeah. album here called Pressure. Yeah. And then I noticed the second album was... The Russians are coming. The Russian, Russians are coming slash Pressure yeah. in brackets US. Yeah. So there we had found it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, this Bram guy was in a band formerly called or formerly in a band called The Motors, which had some mild success, and then he kind of went out on his own. But these the musicians from that band are involved in his music. You know, they play on his his albums, and, you know, they kind of co-produce and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, this one is his second album, released in 1980, and it went to 108 on the Billboard charts. Okay, wow. Yeah, which was kind of surprising. Yeah. Uh, the track listing. Great. Uh, side one, Let's Dance, Mr. President, Misfortune, Hollywood Nightmare, Pressure. Uh, side two, The Russians Are Coming, Heartache, Letters from the USA, Can't Give You Reasons, Gone, oh, Game With No Rules, and New York Paranoia. The runtime on this album is 36 minutes. What? And 30 seconds. Wow. This is actually shorter than Manfred Man. This album seems so long. Holy it does. fuck. Maybe because there's more songs and... I thought it was... Honestly, I thought it was going to be 50 minutes. When you, when I was, I was waiting for it and you're going to be like, oh, it's 50 minutes. I'd be like, yeah, that's how it felt. But wow. Oh. Yeah, and I, got, I, I may as well say it right now, but um, these two albums, I liked them. Yeah. I, I, I want to say too, when we talked about it earlier, we're listening to them in reverse order as well. So, yes, yeah. yes. So I liked both albums. The musicianship is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're hard driving, new wave, punk. Rock. But every single song is like that. And after yeah. the second or third, third or fourth song, you feel like you're being beaten over the head. Yeah, well, that's what we listened to the. You had mentioned that. You're like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't mind these guys too much. And then. That was the first side, and by the second side, and like I said, I can't believe how sh- like it's sh- that short. The second side, we were like, "Holy fuck! Okay, enough!" Like, because yeah, yeah. like you say, it's not bad, but then the whole album is that. It's just that that one sp- that one speed, that one pace, that one style, all the way through. So there were a few songs on this this first one or second one. <laughs> okay, second second <laughs> that one, I yeah. liked, uh, yeah. Misfortune, um, and Heartache, were a couple that I I thought were kind of good. Um, but this, these two albums would be good in short bursts. And that's, and that's funny. I had written that down. I was going to say, and these two albums are really it, Eric. The only thing these, these guys have ever done. Yeah, there's there might be a couple more, but... I don't think so. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah, short bursts is what actually what I have written down. Okay in small doses, but it gets tiring yeah. after a while. Yeah. It, yeah, um, it just... It just becomes noise after a while. But yeah, and some of it, I said some of it seems familiar, but that could be because it's pop, punk, rock from the 80s. Like, yeah. it could be... And it just it just goes. Like, yeah. it, it starts and it just drives to the end. And uh, Misfortune, I think, and Heartache were both a little bit slower. A little bit different, that's yeah. that's why I kind of um, caught on to them. But, yeah, it was crazy, crazy. Yep. So, context for this album is... Um, 
The before album was 1979, Strange Man, Change Man, which was their debut album. After this was an, an album called Funland. Okay, okay. So there was one more. Yeah. And then that was There might it. be a couple more. Oh, really? Because I thought, because yeah. it said that he was only in there from 78 to 81 or something like that. Oh, and that's 81. Yeah, so yeah. that would be, that would have to be it. I honestly thought these two were it, but um, you could be right. Because I, all, I, all I saw was that people would just got, uh, the second one, people just kind of tuned the fuck out. Yeah. It's just understandable. Yeah, and it, it, that's kind of, the reviewers said kind of the same thing, is that it was kind of in between new wave, old wave. It was stuck. And, and that, I think it's a lot of what we listen to is stuck in yeah. a kind of like a no man's land of music, yeah. of rock, and it's just trying to figure it out. But if you're to listen to like one or two songs at a time, it's good music. Yeah, it belongs in a list with a it bunch of other its, stuff. It has its place. Just as a whole album, I just, it's no. It's yeah, just, it's, just, it's just too much noise. Of that one thing, yeah. yeah. So uh, me, I guess, eh? Yeah. So Pressure or The Russians Are Coming, uh, Bram Tchaikovsky, uh... Polydor number, or catalog, I guess, PD-1-6273, Canada 80, 1980. It's original. Uh, and I will say on this release that we have specifically right here, the song order is different than any other Canadian release and the Americans' releases. So this is, for some reason, this is the the songs on here are in a different order. Interesting. Else. I actually went and confirmed it, too, by actually going to look at the other ones, and it is true. Um... <clears throat> Condition cover is good. There's a tiny bit of wear on the back, but it's in decent condition. No stains, no mold, no rips. The spine has got a little bit of fade, but whatever. Sleeve, plain paper. Uh, the vinyl, very good. Like new. It's almost like it's almost like people didn't listen to it. Uh, I kind of understand why. So design, cover. Uh, covers by Rockin', Rocking Russian. And photo is by Keith Morris. So Rockin' Russian Design was a design agency founded by Alex McDowell, who was a British film producer and production designer. All right. Rockin' Russian has 85 credits to its name, uh, including Iggy Pop, Clash, and The Arrhythmics. So you can kind of actually see a little bit of everything we're talking about there in terms of the music styles, Iggy Pop, Clash, and The Arrhythmics. That's yeah. like all pop, punk, new wave. Um, and Keith... Uh, Keith Morris, who, who's absolutely been on the uh, Keith Morris, who's been on the show before, um, and it's weird. It doesn't. It doesn't. Once again, I had to go through his list to actually look because not every one of them is there. Yeah. Uh, he's a renowned British uh, rock photog. Uh, he's been here. He's been with us with for Zeppelin Four, Supertramp, Chris Spedding, and has over two hundred and thirty other credits to his name. Now this is an. It's an interesting cover. Oh yeah, yeah. When the artwork on both of these albums is like it's it's pretty good. It's Russian. Uh, I want to say like nineteen hundred, early nineteen hundreds Russian kind of inspired, almost like uh, watercolors. Uh, uh, graphics like in terms of like uh, I don't say animated, but like yeah, it's they're cool covers. I, I yeah. agree. Yeah, very for sure. colorful. But uh, yeah, it's probably more interesting than the music. <laughs> Uh, and for me, that, I believe, is it. Oh, I have to laugh. I just did a quick look to see what else was in. Uh, and Wikipedia lists them as being power pop. Power pop. Which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like, it. Power pop rock. Like, punk. Like, it's it's like it's got elements of that. But, yeah, power pop. And the two other things that they list in the discography is in 2012, there was a... Um, 
there's an album listed here, Live at Locum Festival, oh, 1979. So they, so they released a live one way and after the fact. In 2018, Strange Man, Strange Man, Changed Man. Is this Strange Man, Changed Man? Strange Man, Changed Man. Oh, here it says Strange Men, Changed Men, the complete recordings of 1978 to 81. So it's obviously a compilation Com- that yeah, they've realized. Yeah. They've uh, reissued. Okay, so the Discog stuff. Um, eight for sale from $2. <laughs> 39 people have it. Two people want it. It gets rated 3.67 out of 5 with three ratings. The resale value, 520 across the board. So f- no matter what condition, 520 Yeah, I still think it's too much. Um, yeah, I gave it a 2. I gave it a 2. If you're into that whole post-punk... You know, pop, rock, like you're into that kind of shit. You'll you'll probably like this because, like, like you said, it's not that it's horrible at all. No, 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 not at all. I just we just feel it's too much of it. Yeah, and I um, <laughs> giving it a listen again today while I was doing my research. Yeah, I'm glad you have the ability. I've given it a two point five. Two point five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I can put my he- my headphones in and just. Well, you can yeah, you can listen to it as you're doing your research. Yeah. It's really uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's on Spotify. Both of these albums are on Spotify. Oh, they are okay. Yes. And so then all of them are on Spotify. Then yeah. okay, cool. Okay. So you can go to you can go to Spotify and listen to them all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you finished up. What did you give? Two point five. I gave it a two point okay, five. Cool. Five. Moving on. Okay, Strange Man, Change Man. Uh, this is the debut album. Released in 1979. It went to number 36 on Billboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the producers were Bram, uh, another guy f- called Nick Garvey, who also played with him in the Motors. So, yeah, Nick Garvey went and he's something else we've done too. Uh, I don't know about recently, but he's been in another band we've covered as well. That name is super familiar. Yeah, and he also played bass on one of the songs on this album oh, called okay. uh, Lady. What is it? Lady. I don't know. Lady from the USA. Okay. And I think it was one of their hits, too. Um, so he played with Bram in the Motors, and he has 69 producing credits to his name, oh. Bram in the Motors, and a bunch of other bands that I had never heard of. Uh, there was also a guy named Peter Kerr, which there was no... No info. No info other than 72 producing credits to his name. Again, the Motors and Bram. <laughs> The track listing on this album is, side one is Strange Man, Change Man, Lonely Dancer, Robber, Bloodline, I'm the One That's Leaving. And this one, uh, Mike Oldfield plays the tubular bells on that song. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in credits, yeah. Uh, side two, Girl of My Dreams, Nobody Knows, Lady from the USA, which again, Nick Garvey played the bass, I'm a Believer, Sarah Smiles, and turn on the light. Uh, 38 minutes and 38 seconds. Okay. For the runtime of this one. Yeah, this one I definitely had a couple of hits. Just from, I remember looking at Wikipedia and stuff, uh, a couple of the ones you mentioned there. Um, I also want to talk about, so same same style for the cover. I know we'll get there in a sec. I'll, well, I actually kind of like this cover a little bit better. Yeah, I do too. Um, it's not quite as manic. Yeah, manic. It's a little more organized. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, how about, because uh, this one was actually the first one of the bunch. Like I said, we've gone backwards. So what do you think of this first one? Um, I, the same as the other one. Oh, see, I thought this one was actually a, quite a bit better. I thought this first one here was quite a bit better. Where the second one actually sounded more a little more tired and cliched at that point. 
of just the genres that they were playing in. But I actually, I, I the stuff that I was saying about it's not too bad. I think this one to me is the better of the, is the two. Better, is definitely the better of the two. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, see, this was, I was listening to them in order. So I listened to this one last and I kind of just, because I was running out of time, I was just listening to like part. Yeah, songs. yeah, yeah. And I, I still agree with the same thing. It's just that by the end, like it's just, it's better than the other one we listened to, but it's still kind of the same problem. By the second side, you're just like, oh, okay, let's just fucking wrap it up. <laughs> Stop hitting me in the face with that yes, board. I got the sound. I got it all. I get it. I'm um, trying to think. Uh, I just, it's, you know, it's the same. Uh, literally the same shit as I said last time. The same, same album. It's, it's not bad. Musicianship's good. It sounds good. Like it's, it's fine if you're into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So strange man changed man. Uh, Polydor. Catalog PD-6211. Uh, Bram Tchaikovsky, Canada, 79. Original pressing. Cover, or the condition of the cover, the sleeve, the vinyl, and actually the audio. I'm just going to go for all very good on this one. Yeah, it, they it's, are, it's in good shape. Yeah. It's all of it. Like, honestly, that's you can go down to a local record store and pick that up at a used, and that's still, like, fantastic. There's no... Yeah, fantastic. I like that. <laughs> that no one, is, no one listens to it. I just wish it was worth more money. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it sits there and it's not just like it's not full of mold and, and shit and whatever it is. It's just, I just wish it was worth more. Yeah. <laughs> I like when they're like that. And it saves, one of the reasons it saves me for having to fucking clean it. Like yeah. to, to get in there and deal with all that mold and shit. When I, we pull them out there and it's like, oh, good. No one bothered listening to it. <laughs> you know, it's amazing the condition that some of these albums are in. I agree. Considering that they spent so much time in the crawl space, in boxes. In the same environment. Moldy, mice. This looks like it wasn't on even anywhere near that collection. Yeah. But the other ones are all disintegrating, falling apart. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah. So, no, and like I said, good cover. Um, where am I at here? Oh, yeah, design again by Rock and Russian. Uh, photos by Aubrey Duar and Jim Roper. So once again, just for for Arnar, just rock and Russian. So just see the last thing I talked about it already. Um, Aubrey, four credits to her name. Um, hold on, the Octagon Man, the Beatles, Wilco Johnson, and Roger Daltrey. That's it for oh, credit. And this. And I suppose Aubrey could be a man too. It is a woman. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jim, only two credits to his name, and it's just the singles. So it's this album here, and then singles for Sarah Smiles and Turn the Lights On mm. as individual packaging. Which are both on this album. Both on this album. That's what yeah. I was saying. There was, a bunch, there was a bunch of singles off it. Yeah, it didn't... It, it's funny, because Wikipedia had information about this album, whereas we didn't for the other one. Yeah. And it didn't mention anything at all about any singles. Um... Oh, really? Yeah, okay. But it did, like I said, it did go to number... Whatever it was, 36 on Billboard. So I imagine... I think I saw somewhere in passing that there were four singles, but it didn't mention which ones they were, what yeah. songs. Um, so that's it for me. Okay. So for the Discog stuff, um, 15 for sale from $1.77. Mm-hmm. 164 have it, 20 want it. Uh, 3.8 out of 5 with 15 ratings. And the resale value, $2.22, $5.50, and $7.73 in its best condition. Like I said, I wish it was worth more because I would sell it. 
<laughs> it's in good condition. The vinyl's in good condition, and I don't like it. <laughs> it's probably why it's cheap. Uh, what'd you give it? I give it 2.5 again out of 5. Uh, okay, and I, I, which is funny because I thought this, I gave this one 2.5 because I gave the last one 2, and I thought this yeah. one was better. I wouldn't go so far as to say 3 because I said, like I said, it was, yeah. was kind of boring, but, you know, it's, it's not the worst thing we've listened to, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. And, okay, so what's, uh, and this is a fucking totally rhetorical question in this episode, but which one do you think is That's the, the best of three? The best of the three. Manfred Manhans. Yeah, one. fuck, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, not yeah. even close. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's, it's an interesting little conversation, but other times, like episodes like this, it is, it's so lopsided and easy. Yeah, there's a clear winner. <laughs> okay, um, you guys, uh, gals, all people out there of, of Earth, uh, Instagram, <laughs> follow us there, Reviews from the Crawl Space, one Instagram, word. Instagram, you can see all the album covers. We All the we album covers, about. past episodes are all there, so you can listen to them as well. And I'm actually considering posting links to what I call a classic rock folder, which is actually mostly just songs from the albums we've listened to. So mm-hmm. it's really becoming a Reviews from the Crawl Space playlist. Um, oh. And follow us on, on the Twitters, uh, RFTCS1. Uh, we also post links and photos and stuff there. Yeah. So, yeah. And we retweet interesting articles that we find yeah. having to do music with... Music-related. Yeah, music. Exactly. That we find. All right. Next time. Maybe. There we go. Oh, now it's going to... What? What's going on here? It wants me to fucking log in. Stupid. Anyways, bye. (laughs)